0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm Ethan Salm here. Uh, Alongside Nick Catlin, we'd like to bring you the first official episode of the weekly walkthrough at night. Yeah, interesting.
1: Interesting because we're usually on in the mornings. So catch us on air in what?
0: 12 hours? 14 hours? Something like that?
1: 13. 13 hours. Wait, no. Psych. 15. You have 15 hours. You have 15 hours. At 11 a.m. We'll be there. To yeah, to preview the NFL, but today,
0: tonight, after dark.
1: <laughs> to, I'm trying to. I'm trying to move past. Sorry, sorry, those.
0: sorry, 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 sorry.
1: Today, Mizzou lost to Florida in um,
0: another horrible football game for the Tigers. <laughs> to put it nicely,
1: <laughs> yes, in an upsetting fashion to an extent because this team has not shown an ability to. Win football games. One one could say win football games. I would even say um, be competitive in some of these football games. Maybe not for um. Maybe not for their uh, own good, so to speak. But but yeah, we were we watched the game. We were at the game. What, yes, what we were. were. You, what were your What were your thoughts? I want to hear you first, and then I will chime in.
0: Um, I thought the defense wasn't horrible. I thought the offense was once again stagnant and showed, you know, no real rhythm, no real flow. Uh, Basically just kept getting, you know, three and outs, maybe pick up one first down, then go three and out, you know, pick up two first downs, look kind of good and look like they're going to start moving the football. And then, you know, three straight run plays for no yards, Uh, you know, any of those things. So I thought mostly, even though we gave up 23 points, I think that the defense did well still. I think the defense could have done better because when you look at the fact that Nick Bolton should have had a pick six, DeMarcus Ac, I know you had left before you saw this, but DeMarcus Ac should have had a pick when we were down, I think like 14 or 17 or something like that. So both of those could have changed the game. I know the officials took away a pick from us that should have been a pick. uh, But, uh, but, uh, Okay, Funny. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> it was it was it was it was not a great game from the offenses perspective. I think that a few officials calls going our way would not have saved us because of the way the offense was playing.
1: And this team is now on a four game losing streak stretching all the way to the Vanderbilt Commodores in that in that first away away game for that three game stretch. Then they lost to Kentucky, then Georgia, and then Florida at home, giving them their first. Home loss of the season after being on such an incredible run in Ferau, and one asked a question what were the expectations maybe too high for a player like Kelly Bryant who got his job taken from him by a true freshman no in trevor lawrence i would I would say that they were too high, and
0: they were I, not too high this i is-
1: would I would not back down from my statement because. Kelly Bryant, in his first 12 games at Clemson, was playing tin cans. They weren't good football teams. And you, see, and you saw the difference when he played a team like Bama and they literally had no shot of winning the football game with equally talented football teams. Because guess what? Trevor Lawrence, the next year, beat the brakes off of them. So it's certainly an interesting dilemma when you think of Kelly Bryant on this football team, and maybe the expectations were too high. I think he is a decent quarterback. I do not think that he is pro-ready. I don't see the arm talent. I don't see the scrambling ability. I don't see the reads being good enough. And I certainly do not see the throws being accurate enough either, along with the arm strength. So with all that being said, that is the main reason this offense has been stagnant, because Dooley is now stuck in a position to where he doesn't have a guy like Drew Locke. So
0: why wasn't it any better when they switched to Taylor Powell?
1: Because Taylor Powell isn't as good as Drew Locke either. And to be fair for Taylor Powell, he had to go into Athens, Greece, and play a phenomenal Georgia, stop it. And play a phenomenal Georgia Bulldogs team, who just beat Auburn today, which we will get into later and in the show. And
0: clinched the SEC East.
1: Thank you. With that being said, I don't think that you can make that assessment right now on Taylor Powell. Would it have been nice to see them at least do something to maybe give some optimism to that side or to that coming next year? Yes, because it's nice to see something, but you didn't see that.
0: With Taylor Powell? With Taylor Powell. I don't even think Taylor Powell is going to be the starting quarterback next year. You're forgetting we have that kid that's sitting right now from t c u
1: oh yeah what's his name eth I don't know yep yep you don't know no one knows taylor powell t p t is coming Taylor Powell time but it's certainly it's certainly an interesting um interesting dilemma for this team because they now sit at five and five having two winnable football games in my eyes
0: okay. Hey. Vanderbilt was a winnable football game. Wyoming was a winnable football game. Kentucky they were. was a winnable football game. They
1: were. I'm not saying that they weren't.
0: So but, we know how this team does.
1: But Tennessee and Ark—they—they they should certainly beat Arkansas. Tennessee. Tennessee will should be a close game, but they can pull that game off. I believe. Arkansas. If you lose to Arkansas, we disband, they tr- disband they, the football. They program. truly. They truly need to reconsider where the program is heading. Under the helm of Barry Odom
0: and the other coaches, because th- there's no a six and six finish. Even you know needs to reevaluate Barry Odom. Well, I've been what? saying it for a year now.
1: Well, what? <laughs> well, well, wait, yeah, you're the one who's got all the takes on Barry. Why don't you unleash? You never unleash. Unleash your.
0: I just don't think he's a good coach. Why? because he's not shown ability to win games that we should win. I'm not saying we should have won today. Florida's a better football team than us. But when looking at our schedule this year, you see two teams that we should lose to, Georgia and Florida. You don't see losses to Vanderbilt. You don't see losses to Kentucky. You don't see losses to Wyoming. You have seen losses to Kentucky
1: that last two years, actually.
0: Neither of which we should have lost. Basic I mean, I'm not sure about this year, but last year was definitely because of coaching.
1: But you see but we've talked about this Kentucky game numerous times. We know that the we know that the offense did not put out a good display in the second half, no first downs at all. Whoever you want to blame, I would blame Dooley, the offensive coordinator who calls the plays. That's fair. So Who's whose head are you calling here? Because well, Barry Odom's a defensive-minded coach, and the defense has played well, even even despite losing the, are the easily the best player on the defense and future All-American. If he kept even close that's to so that, so
0: sad, Rip Kale.
1: He's not dead. But, I know, but I mean, the the defense is playing fine, in my opinion. Jo- Twenty-seven to Georgia after having an abysmal offensive a way performance. at
0: Georgia, yeah, not bad. On the defense has been the only thing that has made this team worth watching this year.
1: And that one touchdown, they take a touchdown off the board in this Florida game because that was a pick, like you said earlier. And I, and I, you left the game, and I agree. No, not that one. The the one that where why I left the game
0: when they called that pick. Yeah, when they when they called it back.
1: Yeah, that was a pick. It was. And then they scored off. They scored
0: the, the second. The n- next play or the or play the, after that or something? Yeah,
1: two plays. Yeah, the next two or three plays they they score. And then that's the ball game pretty much because Kelly, Brian, and company
0: can't, can't score. Can't can, move the football even. Our last 30 drives, I think, is what I saw. We have, like... Three field goals and like three turnovers and the rest are punts. We haven't scored a touchdown in like forever. It might be like three games.
1: One one thing that Mizzou needs to understand is that they need to they need to have like the expectation is compete for the SEC East. I think that is a realistic expectation they have for the football team. The community, I think, feels very strongly about winning the East and competing for an SEC East championship. Barry Odom has been here for four years, three or four years now, and they have not competed for one as of yet. They have at times looked very abysmal. They have at times looked uncompetitive. And you have to decide on whether whether it's due to his ability to coach, not getting recruiting, something has to fall into line there. Whether that I mean that's why you see Bama. They don't have they don't have chinks in their armor. They're not oh, we're going to recruit all offense or defense or we're going to do this or that. They get everyone. They get everyone. That's why you see Oklahoma can't win a national championship nowadays.
0: Cuz they can't recruit defense.
1: And that's why that's why companies in America, some of them you know, you got the product, you got this, you got that, but you can't advertise. You got this, you got that, but your customer service sucks. It's how it works. For Barry Odom, you, the, co- the I think the play calling is the biggest thing. That's what I personally believe. I believe that the offensive play calling isn't good. I think that.
0: I'm not sure if they're calling the right plays for Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant is not. The type of quarterback they're calling the right place for, I don't think.
1: But I believe that he wants to be throwing the ball. Are you saying he should run more?
0: I'm saying that whatever they've been doing this season for him is not working. You say that, but what does work for him? What do you mean?
1: What works for Kelly Bryant? What do when you think? You works? Saw him
0: at Clemson that worked. You saw his legs. Okay. And I know he's been banged up this season and he's been injured. And his scrambling ability is not what it could be if he was at 100% because you saw him get nicked up a few games ago and he missed a Georgia game and that kind of stuff. But still, I think getting him moving and getting him out of the pocket is more important than having him sit back there and throw the football because it's not what he is the strongest at. And I would agree with you. I agree with you on that. And I think, the, as you said, the play calling is not helping him look better. Because I think if the play calling was different, he'd look better on the field.
1: One thing I want to allude back to, when you when you talk about Kelly Bryan in this in this like realm, you say, Oh, he's a good runner. Okay, that's fine. I, I agree with you. I think his I think his mobility in the pocket has been exceptional at times in this year, and I do believe that he has that he has shown brilliance in the pocket. Like today, when they put that DB, when they put that DB uh, blitz on him, he just when he just made one right in, bang,
0: he's around him.
1: Yeah, I think that he, I think that he shows signs of greatness with pocket movement. I truly believe that. It's just everything else around him, and it doesn't help that that by drop percentages meeting the minimum requirement for this statistic, three wide, the top three wide receivers on drops per percentage in the SEC for wide receivers. The top three are all Mizzou players.
0: That's, that is that is a big isn't issue.
1: That the, isn't that the stat that you showed uh, me?
0: One of them was a tight end. One of them was Ogwamenam. Uh, I thought it was drops. It was. They were drops. One of them was a tight end. They weren't all wide receivers. Okay. But three of our big pass catchers were up there, yes. At, and one, that's a, at one, two, and three.
1: That's a problem as well. And I would, I would allude that more to personnel than I would to play calling, of
0: course. But, I mean... I just think that, you know, you have to come up with a scheme that works better for your quarterback. Because if you're trying to do what you did with Drew Locke last year, which I know they're not exactly trying to do, it's not going to work. But you've seen somebody like, you know, the Baltimore Ravens make a scheme work for Lamar Jackson, who's not an elite throwing quarterback by any means. But they've put together a scheme that works for him. And he doesn't have to throw, you know, from the pocket because they know he's better from outside the pocket and when he's moving and when he's rolling out and running. And I think if you try and set up a scheme that you know will work for your quarterback, you'll have more success. And I think that's part of the problem with our offense this year is our scheme based on who we have in the pocket is not working. So when are we going to admit that this
1: was a failed project and that Kelly Bryant is not all that people like you, not saying that you're the only one, but people similar to your takes on him, are going to take a step back and realize that he is not as good as advertised.
0: I'm okay, he has not been as good as advertised this year. You in are general. Co- you are,
1: no, I'm saying just in general, okay, wherever he's playing. You are correct.
0: Wherever. Especially when you're looking at it this year, because I mean I didn't well, he played at Clemson a while ago. He didn't play last year. I didn't I didn't watch that much Clemson football when he played. I mean
1: you could give him Ohio State. I'm telling you you could give him Ohio State. You could give him you could give him Joe Brady at L S U. You could give him anyone. He's not going to produce like those quarterbacks are
0: no. But I think he is I think, he's not getting, I think he's not getting everything he needs to succeed here. 100%, do you understand, do you understand 100%. what I'm saying? I think he doesn't have all of the, the scheme or the personnel or sp- things that he needs to be able to perform at his fullest potential so we can see what that looks like. So, yes, while he has not been as good as advertised, I don't think all the pieces are there for us to see what as good as advertised could possibly be.
1: Well, he knew that coming here that he didn't have the recruits. Correct. That We we don't—this or this school does not get the recruits that Bama gets. You are correct. They don't get the res- recruits that Clemson gets. You keep going down the list about 25 schools until you get to the University of Missouri in Columbia. That's, that's just how it goes. He understands that this is a talented football team in my opinion. I believe this is a talented football team here. But the problem lies with the personnel, and like I said— it's run like a business, where it's just not structured thoroughly throughout. And that's why you see a lot of teams, they don't understand how to
0: play the game. But yeah, no, What basically what I was saying is just if you put Kelly Bryant in a system that suits him better than what we have here, I feel like he'd perform better. And that would be more of what the full potential of Kelly Bryant is. But And I don't, do not think we have completely tapped into that here.
1: And and I understand that I understand that side of the argument I do, but I think that he feels that he can throw the ball at a high level, and he's confident in his ability to throw at a high level, and that is why they throw the ball a lot.
0: It's half time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought okay, that was their okay. I thought I thought, that, going I, thought back to the I thought that was it too. Uh-huh.
1: Sorry for the for the. Baylor
0: and Oklahoma are at halftime, and we thought their starting quarterback was running back to the locker room. Uh, but uh, no, thirty-one ten in uh, in Waco as Baylor leads Oklahoma in a crucial matchup for both of those teams and their college football playoff. But what would we'll you, move into that later, though?
1: But what would you like to see change from this year to next year? What would you like to see change? Let's just let's just discuss that because I think it's important. The rest of these games don't really matter, in my personal opinion, unless they truly do look abysmal,
0: then well, what would you like to see? Just I think go I'd on. like to see coaching changes. Seriously, I don't know who's going to be on the market. Uh, Urban. Urban's yeah, on like the market. Ur- like Urban Meyer's going to come <laughs> Urban Meyer's on I'd the market. I'd love to see that, but I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, I don't know who's on the market that's better than Barry, but I think someone will be, and I think it should be time to make a change, because everybody's been like, oh, well, Barry Odom and Mizzou have been getting better and better since he got here. So what do you do now? Now you're at the point where you're not getting better and better. And something like you look at what the Cubs did with Joe Madden. He got there. They moved better and better and better. And then they started regressing and they moved on. And we don't know if that'll be successful for them yet or not. But it's a change that they felt they had to make. And I think the same kind of change is necessary to have here. I don't think the defense has been a problem this year. I don't think, you know, the defensive coordinator should go or something like that because I think the defense has had a strong year. But I think it might be time to move on from the head coach and the offensive coordinator because it's just been not working.
1: I understand where you're coming from. But I will take the same approach that you took with Kelly Bryant With Barry Odom, I don't think that he has had the pieces to succeed here at the University of Missouri, Columbia. And I say that because he did inherit a program that was going downhill with Gary Pinkle, with numerous talks and nationwide media criticizing this university for racism acts a few years ago now. A long, a long time ago But that type of stuff did dwindle on recruiting And things of that nature And For lack of better words Was a problem when it came to Bringing students in Bringing in athletes Because a vast majority of them Are African American on the team in general But I will say this Barry Odom has had problems winning on the road I do think this will be fixed I think that they will find a way to fix it and if they and if he does not with this inexperience that so, it, that he has had i do think that they will have to make one next year
0: so you give him one more year to prove i would himself.
1: i would say give one more year because it is inexperience and a lot of people do like to push that button a little early like you are right now i believe and it does take time I, I truly believe this isn't like college basketball where you bring in freshmen, you bring in sophomores and they're playing right away. These are
0: yeah, two seniors. Yeah, it's a development thing, especially here because you don't see guys leaving for the NFL like they do at Alabama after they play two years.
1: And that's that's exactly my point. I think you give it one more year and then see what happens. you reassess his whole because then you have a full slate. You have the whole thing. you got the recruits, you've got the you've got the reaction to a big thing to the big thing like the racism the racism that was going on years ago. You have the, you have the bowl, the bowl performances. You have this, you have that, you have conference. I think that it's not as badly skewed. If you give it one more year in terms of looking at just primarily numbers. And then I think you have a better assessment on how things go. You look at one year for a business. You look at one year performance by a president. You look at one year, a lot of it can be skewed by many different things. So I think you give it one more year and you see, and we what, see what happens. Hap- yeah, we see what happens. But with that, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Tua Loa and how it will affect Alabama's playoff chances.
2: This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. KCOU karaoke at Eastside Tavern Thursday November 21st 8 p.m. to close entry is five dollars and if you're a minor there's two extra dollars that's seven dollars it's gonna be really fun you can sing songs with your friends you can sing songs with strangers and it'll be pretty cool that's Thursday November 21st at 8 p.m. at Eastside Tavern Mizzou basketball is back, and KCOU Sports has you covered. Catch every Tiger men's and women's game from Mizzou Arena and select road games on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. Get ready for game day with wall-to-wall coverage leading up to tip on KCOU Sports Saturdays, and catch press conferences, full-length replays, and highlights on YouTube and Spotify all season long. Deep three for Mark Smith on the left wing. He hits. They just can't miss right now. Don't miss a second of Tiger basketball on KCOU 88.1 FM, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers.
1: And we are back. Thank you for listening to the weekly walkthrough on KCOU 88.1 FM. And this is a special edition on KCOU Sports Saturday, which we have personally labeled the The weekly
0: walkthrough at night. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Yeah, I got you. Don't worry.
1: But sad news coming out of uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama today. Tua Tungovailoa on his last drive going into the second half of the game against Mississippi State. He... He rolled out to the left to throw a pass and got wrapped up and has injured his hip and now is expected to be out for the remainder of the season.
0: And you heard it was the same kind of injury that effectively ended Bo Jackson's career in the NFL, right?
1: I heard something like that. I I heard that. I didn't see it personally. Someone told me, but I didn't read too much into it because, obviously, you can't read someone's verbal communications, but I did see that.
0: But yeah, no, that is, that is, uh, that is what happened, and he was carted off the field in obvious pain, uh, screaming back, pain. I heard taken back to the locker room, and then flown from, I believe, and they took him in an ambulance to a nearby hospital, and then flew him back to Alabama in a helicopter from uh, from Mississippi State. So a very severe injury. He will be done for the season. Uh, I believe he's in stable condition now, but those injuries when you get your leg and your hip jacked up like that uh, could quite possibly be life-threatening injuries at some point with the way the arteries and stuff run through your leg and your hip. So we are definitely glad he is okay. Uh, It is unfortunate that he will miss the rest of the season. Uh, It looked like Nick Saban was going to put the backup in on the drive that Tua got injured And then he trotted Tua back out there For one more drive So interesting call from Nick Saban Being up 35-7 to seven. And I, I mean I understand why he left Tua in the game But now looking at it in hindsight, probably shouldn't have left him in the game up that much in a game that you would effectively won already. And it's tough when you're looking at a game like this, which you win by so much, but you still pretty much lose the football game because of a key injury to a player like Tua Tungabailoa.
1: Hindsight's 2020, 20, like you said, I, I don't like to see any hate on a person like Nick Saban because of Let's say Tua just evades the tackle, throws the ball out of bounds, they punt, they leave it alone, whatever. He doesn't get hurt on the drive. No one says a word about keeping Tua in too long. It's a problem that I see a lot. People want to make hindsight hindsight comments like that, and I think it's just foolish. People make mistakes all the time. Everyone makes mistakes like that. It's just the effects of those mistakes, which is the big thing. And obviously, the effects of this one is humongous. It's humongous, but it's not necessarily one you can you can dwindle on Nick Saban's head because no one knew that Tool was going to get that messed up from you know just a wrap up tackle like that. No one you no one can see into the future and be like, oh, he's going to get hurt right here. So I understand leave him in the game for a for a two minute drill because. If they made it to the playoff and they need a two-minute two, minute, two minute drive against a team like LSU because they're down by 10 at half and they have to score a touchdown, then they get the ball back at half, that's huge. So why don't they just practice like that?
0: I mean, it's fair.
1: I think, yeah, I think it's fair, too. I mean, it's, it's fair. Just, I see it just why they left work.
0: him in, but, you know, he ended up getting flattened like a pancake.
1: Wow. It just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. It happens all the time at every stage of life. Sometimes you do something, it didn't work out. You move on to the next one. You look at the, you look at the Patriots. Probably shouldn't have gone on the field against Arrow into Arrowhead five years ago to play the Chiefs. But you know what? They said we're on to Cincinnati. You know what happened? They won the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons. You know, sometimes you just got to look at it from a different perspective.
0: I mean, yeah. I and so what does this mean now? So they have the one loss to LSU. And if they At home. Yeah, they effectively won't go to the SEC championship game, barring something incredible from some team on LSU's schedule for the rest of the season, which, you know, they're bullying Ole Miss right now, and I don't know who they have next week.
1: Well, you know, Ole Miss could make a comeback. You know, crazier no things happen. Better chance have happened.
0: of seeing God than Ole Miss making a comeback tonight. Um, but, uh,
1: Arkansas and Tamu left on the schedule. So
0: maybe Tamu will pull something out. I don't think it will be Arkansas, but maybe Tamu will pull something out, but barring something there. It will be Alabama sitting at home coming conference championship weekend. So what do we think? One, can they win out? Can they beat Auburn without their starting quarterback? And two, if they win out, do they make the playoff without their starting quarterback?
1: I wouldn't say that they do because we have seen injuries affect Teams, and we don't even have to look that far back into history. Last season with the UCF Golden
0: Knights, are they the Golden Knights or they're just the Knights? The Golden Knights. At blue. No, they're just the Knights. Oh, maybe they're the Black Knights. <sighs> Ooh, I, gotta lo- I gotta look it up now. But but yeah, look it I know exactly now. what you're talking about with Mackenzie. Uh, with, with no, I wanted to say.
1: Now you're stealing. Mm-hmm. Now you're stealing my thunder. Anyways, they're. I don't even know. Whatever. We're just gonna call them the Knights. the The UCF Knights. When they lost Mackenzie Milton after after going twelve and zero, okay, they go twelve and zero, and that was not even their first undefeated season because the year before that they went undefeated and won in their bowl game as well. So. And they couldn't get in. They were on like a twenty five game winning streak and they couldn't get into the they couldn't get into the college football playoff because of Mackenzie Milton. So Bama should not be allowed back into the playoff because with Tua they don't even deserve to be in it anyways. What do you want me to say? Wait, they deserve to be in it. I want because you to say your opinion which because is of what you just what? did. Because of what? They don't deserve nothing. They don't deserve nothing. They played nobody. They've beaten nobody. If Baylor goes undefeated, Baylor deserves to get in. Yo if Minnesota
0: goes, oh, we'll get to that next. <laughs>
1: Minnesota can still get in.
0: They can still get in, too. Are you kidding me? I, what is Iowa's record in the Big Ten? It doesn't matter. It does c- it does matter because if Iowa does if Iowa or Wisconsin goes to the conference championship game on that side Minnesota's not making it.
1: Okay, I still see them. They
0: they have like three losses, so I see that. So what's Wisconsin at? One loss to Ohio State.
1: Their conference record is 4 and 3.
0: The Iowa Hawkeyes are 4 and 3. What's Wisconsin's? Do you have it there too? I can find it. Wisconsin should just have one loss, I believe. Maybe
1: uh yeah, Wisconsin is five and two. Minnesota is six and one. So that one, so that game that they have next week
0: will be vital <laughs> to both teams. Well, and their uh, well,
1: I see. I see Minnesota beating Wisconsin next week. I'm taking Bucky. <sighs> yeah, I know because you're a contrarian. Anyways, no, took Minnesota anyways, Calm down. anyways, I don't want to hear it. Anyways, I say that to say this to go back to two. What are you watching? <laughs> I just had the volume all the way up. I apologize. So, Tua, I don't see them being able to get in because Tua, Heisman, hopeful, things of that nature, one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Not, We don't even have enough time on this show to talk about what Tua means to that team and the effects he has had on the program, especially quarterback, when, when the position of quarterback is concerned. He, he revolutionized the game. He's like the Bill Gates of Alabama quarterbacks, along with Joe Burrow with LSU. I Joe say Burrow that Joe Burrow
0: is the Bill Gates of Alabama quarterbacks.
1: Joe Burrow with LSU. I okay. said with LSU. Okay. Okay. Are, you, sure, are you listening sure to me? Are you just listening? Just making
0: sure we're clear. Are you here? listening just to making me? Sure, we're clear. Here. What's
1: going on? Are you listening or not?
0: Just past my bedtime, Nick. Are we, are we here today? Is it on? Is this <laughs> thing on? Hello. Is this
1: thing on? Anyways. But Tua being out, I don't see any of their back their backup quarterback
0: doing enough unless he truly should. It's Mac Brown, isn't it? Or what's his name?
1: I think it does start with Mac. I can I can find it. I can find it. But I but they have they have an easy game next week. They have an easy game next week against uh, Western Carolina University. It's Mac Jones. Mac Jones, and then they Mac, have Mac Brown's a coach. My bad. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, and then they have Auburn at Auburn. That's going to be a tough game. And if they, if he shines there, maybe you put them in, but you have to have some help here. You need to have maybe Utah win that Oregon, Oregon-Utah matchup in, uh, in the Pac-12 championship, because I don't know if they'd be able to beat out an Oregon team that is a Pac-12 champion, especially because their one loss is to Auburn at a neutral site game to begin the season. I also don't know if they could beat out they certainly couldn't beat out an undefeated Baylor team which is looking more and more likely that that will happen unless Oklahoma has an incredible comeback you're you're tough in a you're tough in a position you're you're really you're really pushing it here if you're a bama fan or part of the bama team when you're looking at across the board here because lsu is probably going to go undefeated ohio state you assume and then clemson has a cupcake schedule so you have to assume that they're going to go undefeated
0: yes and then a, probably a Big Ten champion in Ohio State.
1: Yeah, and even, if, and even if Ohio State doesn't go undefeated, if Minnesota beats them in the conference championship, if that was to happen, let's hypothetically say this, I know you're picking Wisconsin, but if Minnesota was to maybe, whoever wins that Big Ten championship between that, I think has to go. And then you're leaving that one spot for, you know, undefeated Baylor or the Oregon team that probably wins the pac 12 the only hope that they have is if Utah wins, Baylor loses at some point, and then Utah wins that Pac-12, so then they can beat out the Pac- the Pac-12 team because Utah's not. What's Oregon ranked?
0: <sighs> I think they're sixth. Okay, because Utah's number seven.
1: I understand. Is I understand. Saying. But Utah's Utah, close. But Utah does not is not like they, Utah's uh,
0: only got one loss.
1: But I'm going off of biases here. That's what I'm talking. I, you know this, you uh, know uh, this. Uh, Oregon uh. has been there. They under, they know that Oregon will show up. Am I wrong for saying that? Do, the, do you think that Oregon will show up? I, I mean, I think that Justin Herbert will at
0: least show up.
1: They're yes. more exciting to watch. They got
0: those uniforms.
1: They've got the Unis. They've got the Nike. They've got the. They've got everything.
0: So. Have we finished this Alabama con- uh, conversation? I just don't see them getting in. Right. That's that's my and it's point. it's All to it. because of Tua and his posterior wall fracture. That's what it's called.
1: In other news, Minnesota, like Ethan said earlier, has lost. They lost twenty three to nineteen to the Iowa Hawkeyes. And Iowa, just a underdog school when it comes to beating these very small, these very great
0: teams in it's, the Big Ten. It seems like every Big Ten team that has their, you know, their season of a millennium or whatever, loses to Iowa.
1: It's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting dilemma with that, but I do think that Minnesota can still get in. I don't think they played a bad football game. Iowa's a tough place to play. I think that we can both agree there. It's Ames.
0: It's not an Ames. T- it's not Iowa T- State. It's an T- Iowa City. It's a Kinnick Stadium. <laughs> Good try. Almost nailed it That's Iowa State though
1: It's tough Anyways It's tough It's tough to play there Iowa plays a lot of teams close They are 7-3 and three this year With the win against Minnesota earlier And that is a decent team to lose to It's better than It's better than losing <clears throat> It's better than losing to a lot of teams For example Maybe Georgia losing to South Carolina I think it's a better win than that It's a better win than a lot of teams have Or a better loss I should say But I still, there's a lot of question marks with Minnesota. They're not as talented as Ohio State. I think that we can both agree that Ohio State probably is the one team to make it out of there now. Because Minnesota lost that chance to go into that game undefeated and then play a close game against Ohio State. It could even be like a 14-point loss. That's closer than anyone's played Ohio State thus far. It's not even close. But, obviously, they're their chances have now dwindled tremendously, and I think that you would agree with that.
0: Yeah, Minnesota I don't think will make it anymore because I don't think they'll be able to beat Ohio State, and I think that's what they're going to need to do just because you know how you were talking about the biases with Oregon and everything like that and that the the committee has? I don't think a one-loss non-Big Ten, it'll be two-loss, if they lose to Ohio State and even keep it close, we'll be able to make it in. And that's unfortunate for them. I just think you and I both knew if they really wanted to make it, they would have needed to beat Iowa, beat Wisconsin, and then play close with Ohio State and maybe even have to win that game. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I- so I, I think, unfortunately for them, barring a unbelievable win against Ohio State in the game which I don't think they really even have much of a chance in, I know they're a good football team, but I also know what Ohio State is and what Ohio State does, and I don't think that Minnesota will be able to keep up with them because you've seen whoever comes out of that side of the Big Ten, whether it's Minnesota, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Iowa. They don't play well. They get steamrolled by Ohio State in the Big Ten championship.
1: You are correct in saying that. It's it's very similar to the SEC East playing the
0: SEC West. They usually lose. So I'm just thinking they really kind of lost their chance and at I, making it and i agree it. i and agree as we saw on twitter nobody's rowing the boat anymore the boat has sunk
1: i did not see that on twitter i don't know what you are referring to the ro- the boat is not it's not stalled yet yes it is it's not stalled yet it's still rowing it's not as it's not rowing as heavily And it's not rowing as smoothly. The terrain's getting a little rougher. But it's still rowing. It's still keeping it going. And they could pull off... Crazier things have happened, ETH. Crazier things have happened. I think that you can agree with that.
0: Crazier things have happened, but crazier things won't happen for Minnesota this year. Okay. End of that story for me.
1: And with that, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we are going to discuss... Auburn, Georgia, and that incredible matchup we saw during If you
2: the- love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them, <laughs> then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Cavern. It's the bar that's bizarre downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, Eastside is a solid place to hang out. Are you ready for some high octane talk? Do you live for the thrill of fast cars and close vendors? Then tune in to Burnin' Rubber every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. Join Hal Estep and myself, Sterling Siemens, as we discuss the latest in NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, and other racing series from around the world. Don't miss the can't-miss motorsports talk show of Mizzou Student Radio, Burnin' Rubber, Thursdays at 8 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia.
1: back, thankfully, and hopefully
0: we're back in one piece Merrile, I don't, here in the studio. I don't get cut
1: <laughs> off again by, sorry, our, uh, by our break. Goodness gracious. But during the Minnesota-Iowa game, Georgia and Auburn played a phenomenal football game in which Georgia went up by 21 nothing going into the fourth quarter. And, and Auburn almost, almost pulled it back. Bo Nicks, I think that he
0: you know what's crazy? This kid's special. You know what's crazy? That kid's our age. <laughs> he's he's, he's nineteen. Speak year- for your
1: speak for yourself, pal. He's
0: younger than me. Okay, he's my age. He's nineteen years old. Speak for yourself, my goodness. He's like me, except you know, almost league ready. Cool. <laughs> except, yeah. except cool. Thank you for that one. I appreciate <laughs> that.
1: Yeah, Bo Nix. He's an incredible athlete, and I I will go as far as to say that this kid, he represents. He represents a lot of what you see in in day-to-day life. He's somebody who has made mistakes. He's been thrown he he's something he's something along the lines of someone who's been who's very young and inexperienced who got thrown right into the fire in a good way in terms of he's they've played the toughest and I mean toughest schedule in college football this year. They've had they have Alabama,
0: they had LSU. Well, let, me they, they, they had let me just run through it. Let me just run through. They started with Oregon. Yeah, he,
1: okay? Yeah, eighteen year old kid. Hey, why don't you go? We, you got to play against senior quarterback. Senior <laughs> quarterback Justin Herbert, who could have went to the draft last year and been a first round pick, potentially like top three quarterback quarterback pick right there, and. Oh, yeah, you have to outduel him. And guess what? He did he, it. He did win, but did he play great? No. Did he lead a game winning drive?
0: Yes, he did. Did he do enough to get the game won? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And just to run down the list, he's played at TAMU at College Station, which seats 100,000 people,
0: the and home he, of the 12th and, man in college football. And
1: they won that game 28 to 20. And then he went to Florida. They lost that game by 11. He's been to Death Valley, LSU, the real Death Valley. And then he has also played Georgia today, even though they lost. I don't care. And you know, I don't care, Ethan. I don't care. This is the best quarterback in the SEC next year, and it's not I even going to be gonna, close. I was
0: just going to say Andy has Bama to finish out the season.
1: Yes, thank you. I didn't even bring that up. But two you weeks? don't care.
0: But you don't care. I don't no, care. You don't care that they I have don't Bama care. in two weeks
1: schedule schedule's hard enough as it is. I love that he was thrown into the fire. I could not I could not commend the Auburn coaching staff. I forget the head coach's
0: name. Gus Malzon.
1: Gus Malzon. Thank you.
0: Do you in- care about
1: that one? Yes, I do. Okay, I asked. Good. I asked, didn't I? I we asked. We did an I care. I do care Thank about you. Gus Malzahn. I think he's a phenomenal coach, and he he couldn't have been more correct in the decision to play a true freshman at quarterback. Oh my Whoa. goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 31-10 still the score for Baylor Oklahoma, but Oklahoma is about to score. They had just gotten into the red zone. And but I but I do think that Bonix is he's a he's a college football star coming. Like he's a star and
0: he is a true freshman. So he's got plenty of time to grow, plenty of time to get better. And yeah, I'd agree with you in saying, watch out for this kid in the future. And
1: not only have I seen, have we seen him grow? We've seen him flourish and be comfortable in situations where, you know, you see juniors and seniors not being able to go into and see that. And you see it in the NFL. You see it all across where people, they can't they don't develop they don't improve they stay stagnant in their development and then you wonder where the where the good results are coming and where everything is going to line up because they can't improve they don't show signs of development and they just stay their same old self that's why you see that's why you see some of these college quarterbacks who start when they're a freshman and they don't improve their sophomore junior senior campaign where you've seen like Khalil Tate, for example, at Arizona, who has an employee. Still improved, in Arizona? I believe so. Or at least he was to start the year, I believe. And then you see you, I'm just he's just an example. You see guys like that. Maybe like a Sam Ellinger, who maybe hasn't We're developed.
0: Back. No, you're not. <laughs>
1: he's he's good, but I just don't know if we've seen the development there. And you could you could potentially put that on Tom uh, Tom Herman, but guys like that where they don't they don't develop enough and i've seen development already for this kid and i see just bright lights for him the moment is not big enough for it, is not too big for him it's not too small and he's just incredible i i see i see first round i see pro football hall of fame i see everything with this
0: kid do you see pro football hall of fame already
1: i do okay. i
0: truly do ship it book it right now if you're listening Bo Nicks to the Hall of Fame in the NFL. I
1: call it how I see it, and I've seen some special things from this kid. I will go out on a limb and say that, because that is how confident I am with his abilities.
0: I'm not sure if I'd go that far, but I would That's say— That's because you're
1: scared. You're scared.
0: Just admit it. I'm not sure if I'd go that far, but I would definitely go as far as saying, yes, Heisman watch next year for sure. Probably Auburn on uh, SEC—what is that, East? West? West. SEC West— uh, Watch For winning that side of the division next year You know there's a lot
1: to differentiate From the east and west If they're a good football team They probably play in the west And if they're not so good They probably play in the east That's how I like to differentiate it
0: I just always get confused Because we're so far west And we're in the east Not really Do you know where LSU is Anyways I'm going to take that as a no
1: (laughs) I know where Louisiana is what do, you, what do you see? What did you see from the Georgia, from the Georgia team? Well, we talked about Bo Nix enough, I believe. Or did we?
0: Would you like to talk more about him? No, I was From kidding. Georgia, I saw what you normally see from Georgia. I saw DeAndre Swift making plays. I saw him, you know, spinning out of tackles, making nice cuts. Uh, how many yards do you, have a, do you have a stat line?
1: 17 carries for 106 yards. That is a six-yard average.
0: So, yeah, yeah, he looked dominant. The stat line looks good enough. Uh, I saw Jake Fromm make, you know, a couple of throws that he definitely needed to make to keep his team ahead. Uh, Jake Fromm looks like, you know, Jake Fromm. He's not necessarily the most special quarterback. He's not necessarily the most talented quarterback. But when the moment arises, he has the ability to get the job done, which is what he showed today.
1: And as I look at this stat line, Jake Fromm throws... 13 for 28 but he did have three touchdowns and You know It's It's not the best completion percentage, but he scoring touchdowns, so They did enough to get the job done But Bo Nix was coming Bo Nix 50 passes in this game 50 And he had 13 carries for 42 yards And when I look at this Auburn rushing attack, you don't see, you didn't see a very good performance. The best rusher was Bo Nix with 42 yards on three and a half yards per carry. Not ideal. But. As compared to the Georgia rushing attack, which is always incredible.
0: What's the the, uh, Auburn's running back's name?
1: Uh, We've got Jartavius Whitlow, and then we have DJ Williams.
0: I believe it's Whitlow that I'm thinking of, but he's missed some time this year. He's been injured.
1: Oh, yeah. Say it to the judge, pal. Anyways... Bo Nix just doesn't have the help he needs right now. It's a rebuilding program, and I have liked what I've seen from them this and year.
0: They'll get people to come, if, come with if they want to play with Bo Nix, which people should want to play with Bo Nix.
1: And as we hinted at earlier, he, they have played the toughest schedule in college football. I believe that is, they have pound for pound, hardest schedule in college football.
0: And their four losses will be better than just about anybody else's. Well, four who
1: losses? said they're going to have four?
0: I think they'll probably lose to Bama.
1: Okay. I'm picking Auburn. Yep, that's I it. I
0: will re re. Uh, yeah, I'm picking
1: Auburn. It's done. I will
0: reevaluate. It's no, done. Okay, yeah, you can pick Auburn. I it's will reevaluate done. when we look at how Mac Brown does.
1: Yeah, you're going to reevaluate. Or Mac Jones. Well, he only he's playing Western Carolina, so he's probably going to play pretty good.
0: We'll see how he looks. Are we moving on to the NBA? Are we continuing with college football? I see you have it queued up next.
1: Well, who who do you have in your playoff right now, Ethan?
0: I have the LSU Tigers.
1: Because we're not going to be on the air, so you might as well just pick your college football playoff right here.
0: I have the LSU Tigers. We're going to be on the air before the college football playoff. Stop it. I have the LSU Tigers. I have the Clemson Tigers.
1: Boo. I have the Ohio State
0: Buckeyes. At, you have Clemson at two? No, I have Clemson at three. I have Ohio State ahead of them.
1: What, well, you want to go in numerical order here? I'm
0: sorry. I have, okay, I will start over. I have LSU at one. I have Clemson at three, I have Ohio State at two, and um, honestly, the two and three doesn't really matter that much. They play each other, and I'm trying to think about who I have at four.
1: Boo. Honestly,
0: honestly, I think if Baylor keeps this up, which you know they're starting to not keep it up. Actually, it's only a 14-point game right now. Uh, but uh, I think if Baylor keeps this up, they could go in. That's a fumble. <laughs>
1: Wow! Oklahoma gets a fumble recovery on a long run by ba- Baylor's running back. He coughs it up, and now thirty-one to seventeen. Like Ethan said earlier, only a fourteen-point game, and now Jalen Hurts, Heisman Hopel, gets the ball back.
0: But yeah, no, I think I think uh, if Baylor can you know keep winning like they have been, I think uh, they could make it. So I'm gonna give me Baylor right <coughs> now.
1: Baylor right now. We, yeah, we do have to see how this game plays out. But if Baylor wins certainly, I think you have to put them at I think you have to put them at four. All the only undefeated teams in power five, there's four of them. They have to get in. I I believe I don't see how it could be any other way. And that is how I see it. And with that, we're gonna go right into the NBA. Is there any team this Ethan, league? Sorry. Okay. What is is this this league thing you keep saying?
0: It's a a Twitter thing. It's a drama on Twitter.
1: Okay. Goodness gracious. My throat's killing me.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: But I will say this. A team that has truly surprised me this year.
0: Is the Boston Celtics.
1: Wrong. Oh. I was going to say Boston, but now i got to (laughs) pick someone else.
0: (laughs) Because the Boston Celtics have surprised everyone, they've got one loss. The
1: Phoenix Suns have surprised me a little bit. I did when we when we went into our when under our conversation, I said this could maybe be the year they jump out. Did I expect a seven and four start?
0: Did you expect them being fifth in the West here, eleven games in?
1: I did not, but it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. They're ahead
0: of the Clippers.
1: They are. <laughs> the Clippers have not had Paul George in their load managing their star, the num the best player. Can we talk
0: about that. Go ahead. Why are they... I mean, I understand why they're doing it. Is he really not going to play in back-to-back games all season? You are correct. Why? Why? Go ahead. I want your thoughts. Why is he not going to play in back? To- okay. I am nowhere near the athlete that Kawhi Leonard is. I am nowhere near the basketball player that Kawhi Leonard is. I have nowhere near the muscle or the stamina or anything we, that Kawhi Leonard has. We get Leonard this. Has. Go
1: ahead. We know this. I have
0: played back-to-back basketball games on the same day and lived through it. I, I It's not for 82 games. It's not for an entire season. But if he's really not going to play any back-to-back games for the entire season, what's going on? So what, he's going to play what? 60 games out of an 82 game season It's effectively like he's has a long injury And he's not even playing for a quarter of the year I agree
1: 100% with what you're saying I think that it's ridiculous I hate it I think it's ridiculous that people think That he is the best player in the world i You I can't think be
0: the best player in the world If you're not going to try and play a whole season
1: And I think that it's either It's either Giannis' if you want to give it to Giannis Or it's LeBron's I don't think it's anyone else's league right now And I will say that LeBron has shown on year 17 has shown even more durability than a guy at year nine who has never gotten a triple double. Do you know that? Do you know Kawhi's never had a triple double? Really? Do you know he's never had more than nine assists in a basketball game? Really? Did you know that Kawhi Leonard is maybe the most overrated player based upon a playoff run that consisted of not only, not only all the Warriors' injuries but a lucky shot at the end of game 7 against a not only a wounded Sixers team I'd say a better Sixers team I wouldn't say better cuz I lost but I would say that it's Sixers team that was in shambles and I would say a Sixers team that was dealing with the flu with their best player arguably in Joel Embiid and who I believe is the best center in basketball when healthy when healthy
0: And they almost lost that series. But no, I think this load management is ridiculous. Okay. I just think if you're not injured, you should be playing basketball. Michael Jordan said it best when he was talking to the Hornets. You're paid for 82 games. If you can play 82 games, you're playing all 82 games. That's the way it should be. I see there to be no reason to sit like that unless you are actually injured and you need to spend time. Like, you know, you've seen Paul George sit this year because he's recovering from shoulder surgery. That's an, that's an adequate reason to sit because you are recovering from a real injury. That's why you should. You shouldn't be, you know, resting because you're, you know, scared to get injured playing back-to-back games. As you like to say, what do you think? Is he scared? I would say so. Yeah. Get on the court and play basketball. Your team needs you. Do they?
1: Yes, they do. I don't know, man. They pushed the they pushed the Warriors last year to six games. What? They pushed the Warriors to the six Clippers? games. Yes,
0: yes, they did. And now they have Paul. But I mean, still, I don't think I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like if other people are going to start doing it. I don't want this to be a trend that gets set. I don't want everybody to be like, well, Kawhi's doing it, so we should do it because obviously because Kawhi wins rings and everything and he's good at basketball, that we should all be load managing now because that's the best way to be good at basketball. No, I don't think that that's the direction that this sport should be going. And I think if more people start following in his footsteps with this and with this load management, it will become a problem for this league. I don't want to pay for a you know a Los Angeles Clippers ticket and have to you know go to a game the first game of a of a back to back instead of the second game even if the first game is you know a poor matchup. Like I don't want to, if I have an opportunity to see you know back to back at the Staples Center if I could you know see him play the Memphis Grizzlies on day one and the Lakers on day two I'd want to go see him play the Lakers but I'd also want to see Kawhi Leonard play a basketball game.
1: Load management, in my opinion, is not something that is new to the NBA. I don't believe it is something new. I think that people have load managed for a long time, and the public has picked up on that drastically. But the product that they have shown over the years in playoffs, in the playoffs, have been nothing short of incredible due to the Cavs series against the Warriors a lot of times, especially the 2016 when. They went seven games, things of that nature. A lot of LeBron and what he's been able to do has drawn a lot of attention to the NBA, and I don't think that that can be emphasized enough from a business standpoint. One thing I will say is, if you go back and listen to Kobe and Dwight, they load, or Kobe and Shaq, I should say, Kobe and Shaq, they load managed a lot. They go, "Oh, Kobe, you get it tonight. You, you're the one who goes off tonight." And then Shaq would be like, "You know what? I'm tired." Or Kobe would be like, you know what, I'm tired. Shaq, you take the ball tonight. That's, that's load management, in my understandings, all the way back to the early 2000s, even in the 90s. And those guys just didn't play? No, they played. They played the yeah, game. Yeah, I'm saying they played. They I, were on the court, I'm saying correct? this is an innovative—I'm saying that this—I'm getting into this. It's an innovative idea to just not play at all. It was started by LeBron, but I think that it's, that it's a circumstance with LeBron James that— the man went to eight straight finals while everyone else besides two teams was sitting on their behinds watching LeBron play and just lightly training, so to speak, relative to him having to travel, do media, do the same grind.
0: And, you know, play in the playoffs and That's, get taken to seven games in the especially playoffs Especially teams like Boston and then have to go fly out to Golden State.
1: And not even speaking on... The usage rate that LeBron was on, especially Please, on those almost ter- every
0: minute of almost every game, especially on those Cavs teams. Yes,
1: especially on the bad Cavs team on the eighth on the eighth trip, LeBron had to put everything he had into it, and they still got swept. Needless to say, it's not a new idea. It's an interesting dilemma that they have to go
0: through. But, but I'm just saying, those guys, when Kobe and Shaq said, "Okay, well you get the ball and you work." They still played the game. They were still on the court running around. Kawhi won't even get on the court and run around on days where he's having load management. And you've seen in the Sitting public and sweatpants on the sideline.
1: And you've seen in public eyes a lot, especially in our lifetime, where you say where people go, they don't even try in the regular season, or they don't even try at all. You hear that a lot in the public eye, and this just now, exemplifies it, that. It yeah, it just emphasizes it in terms of oh, now they don't even play half the time. And that's going to become a problem from a business standpoint, and the and the league needs to be able to and address they, they that find efficiently. Them
0: once this season, for you know comments made about load management or something like that, they should continue doing that because this is outrageous.
1: And the emphasis is going to be set on the public eye of it, and they're trying to grow and develop, and they have done a great job overseas in that regard. But people are going to, especially in America, are going to start like you like you have said. They've, they're not even playing half the games, so that's stupid. And people are going to be outraged by that because a lot of time they're just and, recovering and their like, bodies. Why
0: are you buying a Clippers ticket? I mean, so far this season, if you know Paul George is injured and Kawhi Leonard's not going to play, and
1: and like you said, in NBA tickets, at the end of the day, when you compare NBA tickets for good teams to NFL games, they're about the same. It's about the same price. I don't know if you have ever like seen that, but it's about the same. I mean, NBA, NFL might dude, be a it's, little it's, bit
0: more. It's, it's, I mean, it's effectively, you know, you're a Chiefs fan. It's effectively you being like, well, Patty's playing the Chargers this week, but, you know, next Sunday he's not going to play because, you know, we just played on Monday and we can't risk him getting hurt. Yeah. Or him getting tired. <laughs> How would you tired? feel about that? It would be, yeah. It, yeah. Would you want to go to that game if you know you're seeing your backup quarterback play? Because that's effectively what it is in a basketball sense. In a basketball sense, It's just saying, especially with Kawhi on this team with the Clippers, it's just saying that, hey, we're going to take our starting quarterback out and we're not going to play him. It's like the Panthers saying, oh, well, Christian McCaffrey might be tired this week. We're not going to play him.
1: I understand where you're coming from. I do. Jalen Hurts just fumbled the ball in the end zone and they were covered by Baylor. There's a flag on the field, and we will give an update. Let me see. From my judge, ball is out. out. Ball is out. Ball's out
0: by, like, the four-yard line.
1: We'll see what the penalty is goodness gracious that is that might be the worst thing that could happen about to cut the lead to one single score but yes i i understand and the nba needs to address that from a business standpoint because fans in america especially are going to start to turn away from the nba again after it after it getting so much interest not only nationally but internationally as well and they do need to find They do need to find a way to address it properly because we all know that Kawhi could play if he needed to. We all know that because he has played well this season when he
0: does play. And let me interrupt you. Go ahead. The flag was an unsportsmanlike conduct on Oklahoma after the play fumble stands. Baylor football was a touchback.
1: Awesome. Gotta love it. No, just kidding. That sucks for Jalen. Jalen Hurts. It sucks for him because... He is the leader of that team. We will see how he responds, though, with twenty minutes left in the game, roughly.
0: But yeah, no, as you were saying about Kawhi, go
1: ahead. He he is healthy. He can, he can play. We know that he can play efficiently.
0: And why hey, why didn't why did he not play? You know, why didn't he take every game off every other game off in the playoffs? If you're going to load management, manage him all season. It's not
1: the, it's not the same thing. And you know that, you know, (laughs) that, you know, it's not the same thing. If you're
0: going to load manage him, you might as well, you know, load manage him in the playoffs too. Got to keep him healthy just in case you got a game seven coming. And
1: then a night and then a nice argument you can make against Kawhi when it comes to best player in the league was the Raptors were incredibly good without him last year going 17 and four in the 21 games he missed.
0: What do you think about that, Eith?
1: Hmm.
0: I, I agreed with hmm? you in saying that it was Leonis or LeBron's league.
1: Oh, now you agree. No,
0: I agreed originally.
1: No, you said KD was the best.
0: KD's injured. He's not the best.
1: Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Anyways, another team that's been very surprising so far in my eyes is the Houston Rockets. Why? Because it's hard to mesh two guys like that. Very ball-dominant point guards, and I'm very... Very excited to see what they can do going forward because they are nine and three, one game they, back from they the Lakers
0: the warriors
1: yes, I do <laughs> I do think that that times have changed now finally, finally, and russell westbrook the the fast paced offense that Dan Tony has them playing in you know russell Westbrook has there's a lot on this on this season he's having. And I say that to say, Russell Westbrook plays as hard, if not harder, than anyone in the league. I think that we can both agree on that. Yes, sir. He plays every game with all he has.
0: He no plays load management for him.
1: No load management. Exactly. And he go and they go fast with him. Easily the most fast-paced offense. And he when runs he's,
0: hard, and he dunks hard, and he plays hard defense.
1: And I say that to say this. If they were to go far into the playoffs... Presumably far, let's say farther than the Clippers farther than the Clippers in the playoffs. They play the Clippers Potentially and they beat them That's where that argument goes. Well load management doesn't do anything for you anyways, and then the NBA can step in But if the Clippers win the title, let's say or even go farther than the Rockets Or the Lakers or any of these other teams that don't load manage but have the same similar stars the NBA is going to be like, well, maybe load management is good because we're getting a dynasty and the NBA. Whether you believe it or not, is fixated on dynasties. It has been from the beginning. It will still be the time that we are done watching basketball.
0: Makes it's, sense. You that's have how a it team goes. That that's how it goes. You have a team and they team that dominates for five to ten years and then moves on.
1: And they want someone to dominate like that. So. Rust, guys like Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James Harden, those four guys in particular have an enormous weight on their shoulders when it comes to load management versus just playing. And that is an interesting story that I'm going to look forward to come this season because I think it's a very important topic.
0: So, continuing on the NBA, where do you see teams like the Boston Celtics, who are the best team in basketball this year, somehow at this point in time, going from here on out. Do you see? You know, teams like you're looking at the Celtics at ten and one at first place at the East. You're looking at the Miami Heat at eight and three at third place in the East. You're looking at teams like you said, the Phoenix Suns at seven and four and fifth in the West. Uh, you're looking at a team like the Memphis Grizzlies, who are holding a playoff spot in the West, I believe, right now, right? Is it eight or ten that make it?
1: It's the eight. It's oh, eight my bad.
0: It. Then you're looking at the Memphis Grizzlies, who are you know a spot or a game and a half out of a playoff spot, or the Timberwolves, who are holding. Well, a
1: playoff let's get. Spot. Well, let's go one at a time. We'll go with the first one you said, in the Boston Celtics. I see. I originally said that the. That the Bucs, Well, in our pregame, I said the Bucs were going to win the, go to the NBA Finals. I think that that still holds strong. I don't see the Celtics beating them because they do not have a matchup, and I'm seeing a lot of the Celtics a, lo- a matchup that can
0: stop Giannis. Well, the Celtics already beat him this year.
1: That's fine. I don't care. Anyways, Giannis, who's going to guard? Who's going to guard him on the Celtics? You're going to put Marcus Smart on him. Gonna get can get 60 on your dome, pal. You better go you sit can't on the put bench.
0: Marcus Smart on him.
1: That's that's <laughs> what Celtics Twitter says. That's what Celtics Twitter thing said. So well, who else? Who are you gonna put Jason Tatum on him?
0: He's gonna get cooked too. He's got more size than Marcus Smart, but he's gonna get pushed around more than Marcus Smart would.
1: And he I don't know, he doesn't have more muscle than Marcus Smart. He's Marcus putting Smart his like,
0: canter on him.
1: You there's no, okay, bottom line, no one on that team can even begin to try and check Giannis. So You're telling me that they can't guard Jason Tatum? You're telling me they can't guard Jalen Brown? You're telling me they can't guard Gordon Hayward? You're telling me they
0: can't guard Kemba Walker with Eric Bledsoe? Eric Bledsoe's a dog. He can guard anyone in the league in point guard.
1: All the matchups, in my opinion, Chris Middleton on, on... Jason Tatum, that about that about scratches off. Maybe give the advantage one way or the other, depending on how you see those players. But Giannis versus like Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart or whom, whomever, it's not even an argument, man. It, this kid's on another level. This 24 year old kid from Greece, he's on another. It's not even the same. It's not even the same sport. It looks like when he's out there. I don't even look like he's playing with, with the same level of competition. See him, I'm
0: not sure if it was today or yesterday, where he dunked on two people and then immediately ran down and blocked a shot on the other end? He's ridiculous. He's a different level. He's ridiculous. He's a different—he
1: is, when they call him a, the Greek freak, he is a freak. He's something that this sport has never seen, and I've alluded to it every time we talk about it. Once you give someone like that experience, someone as talented as them— someone as talented as a Giannis, someone as talented as a LeBron James, someone as talented as a Kobe Bryant, someone as talented as a Shaq, you know what you see? Greatness. And you're going to see an incredible run from Giannis. Maybe not this year, but the year after and for you sure. Even,
0: and you, like, even talking about all those guys and what they have and how good they are, none of them have the athletic ability that Giannis has. Shaq doesn't have the speed and the athleticism. Shaq was a tank. He was unbelievable. He was unstoppable. in the post. He doesn't have the speed and the closing speed and the, you know, the reaction time and everything that Giannis has. Kobe was unbelievable at basketball. Kobe doesn't have the size that Giannis has. Yes, Kobe was probably a better shooter. Kobe's not going to chase down someone like Giannis does. You get all these guys, and you have all these guys that were so good in the past— and none of them compare physically to what Giannis has. Giannis is, you know, is not as good as, as them in some aspects. When you look at him as a whole and his quickness, his reaction time, his athleticism, his length, his size, his ability to guard pretty much any position on the floor, his ability to score. And especially when you see him starting to, to develop that outside jumper. Oh, my goodness. He develops that it's over for this league if he develops a three-point shot are you kidding he's a freak I've said this he's he's like he's
1: you're you hit it right on the nose I do think that the shack in him comparison is about as close as it gets in terms of sheer size impact now
0: I mean he can get moved out of the way by someone bigger with a little bit more weight maybe like yeah like nope but there's no way anyone at the size that he is has the athleticism and the speed on all of that that he has,
1: he reminds me he's like a mix of LeBron, just slightly bigger, not as good of a shooter, but he had, it's like a I think he's like a LeBron mixed with like Shaq, but
0: like a young LeBron.
1: Yes, a young LeBron mixed with like Shaq in the finishing ability, in the athleticism, and his ability to dominate on both in sides the post, of the ball. Yep. I think that both those match very well and. As you know, you mix LeBron with Shaq—that's a very scary combination. I was going to like there.
0: Heat LeBron crossed with you know Lakers Shaq. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know if I go that far, but I will say that he is a absolute stud. And I see after this next season, once he goes to the finals, probably loses to the Lakers. You see an incredible run from him, at the likes of which this league may have never seen. Injuries. Hopefully aside for this young talent. And with that,
0: if we take a short break. We're
1: gonna take a short break and when we come back, we're gonna discuss more NBA teams and what we think of them so far.
0: Uh, hi Columbia, you listen KCOU 88.1
1: FM. Have a groovy time.
2: The shocking statistics are that one in five people in Boone County lives in poverty. Even worse, approximately 250 Columbia children are homeless. The Heart of Missouri United Way fights for solutions to improve lives by supporting 33 local organizations that strengthen the health, education, basic needs, and financial stability of our community. Join the fight today and live united by making your gift at uwheartmo.org. KCOU and KOPN are holding a joint record sale and dance party at five o'clock on november 15th the record sale will go from 5 to eight thirty. the dance party will begin at 9 p.m okay this part is the most important it's at cafe berlin on november 15th for more information check out the social medias of either kcou 88.1 or kopn 89.5 From college to MLB, join me, Taylor Renee, and me, Emma Hayes, as we discuss all things baseball on KCOU Sports' first and exclusively female talk show, A League of Their Own. Tune in every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, or online at kcou.fm.
0: And we are back here closing out your KCOU Sports Saturday. There's about 40 minutes left in our show and our sports Saturday today. Nick, wake up. We know it's past your bedtime, but wake up. Your eyes are closed over there. and Open them back up. We're still on air. Come on, buddy.
1: We're here. <laughs> we're here. But I'm very impressed with the Miami Heat this year. They have looked incredible, and a lot of people predicted it, likes of which, like Bill Simmons, he thought the Heat were going to explode this year. Jimmy Butler effect. Jimmy Butler, he's an incredible talent. He's a top-five shooting guard without a doubt,
0: and he has shown right away that the Miami Heat, they just needed one more player. And he's getting the help he needs. Bam Adebayo's been good this year. Tyler Hero's been good this year. So it's not just him. He hasn't had to do it all. Yes,
1: yes, and you've got a lot of a lot of nice players. Like he's Tyler Hero, did you mention Tyler? I did. Yes. Good. I only mentioned two
0: players. Okay, I'm just making sure.
1: I'm making (laughs) sure I was I was pulling something up. I was trying to trying to add something to the conversation here. But Dion Waiters, another another good player for that team, in my opinion. He's funny, despite the THC gummy incident that he had earlier in the year. I think they hit
0: him with the Stephen A. Smith.
1: Stay off the weed. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, no, that was that was an interesting incident by the Miami Heat on the plane. But, you know, props to Dion Waiters for not ratting out whoever gave it to him.
1: And you know, for a Florida team, this team is very fun, it feels like. We got Kelly Olenek, he's that kind of weird looking white guy on the team we got justice winslow who he's a duke player yeah, very very fun Dion waiters you know eating things which i don't <laughs> know if it was a prank be. or what yeah. was going on we got jimmy butler who's a meme great meme awesome guy very charismatic gordon dragic we got dragic so i was just about to say that we Udonis
0: got still plays for them
1: then you got Tyler Hero, who is just an absolute you got killer. The dunker
0: in Derrick Jones Jr.
1: I didn't even, I didn't even mention Kendrick
0: Nunn's having a great rookie season for the. There, for the Heat yeah, as well.
1: he's he's a yeah. Thank you for bringing him up. Undrafted rookie just broke the record for actually undrafted rookies in like a five game span of points scored. He's playing incredible and then this year.
0: They poached Myers Leonard from the Trailblazers as well. Yes,
1: yeah, so they traded him for uh, Whiteside.
0: Yep, Hassan Whiteside. Yep. So he's not a bad player either. I believe he's been a little injured this season mm-hmm. so far to start it out. But I mean, when he gets back, he's a capable role player. I mean, I, that's what we got. The Heat I, are a fun team to watch and a team to look out for to make a playoffs this year.
1: Well, the, Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs, Heath. I think that we know this. We know this. And are they going to be able to compete with teams like that? Maybe. We have to see. Jimmy Butler is a stud, and I think that he is one of the few players who can at least attempt to guard Giannis and could create some problems. He's a very quick defender. He's not scared of anyone, unlike some people. There's a lot of people who I know are very scared of whatever, whatever the reason is, maybe talking in front of a microphone, maybe getting into like a studio area. There's a lot of people I know who are scared. I mean, the number does dwindle down now that I think about it. What but are you implying? I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying that I know some people who are scared for whatever the reason. I don't know the reason, Ethan. I can't respond to the... I can't respond. Who's scared? I don't know. You don't don't know know who's scared. I don't know names. I don't give names. I'm like Deion Wears. I don't give names. I don't know. I don't know. Hit me a little hard. I don't remember. But... I say that to say this. Jimmy Butler is not scared. He is fearless. And he's not... Afraid to take risks, and that is important. Question Go ahead, sir.
0: If you were, if you had an NBA team, do you rather have Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler?
1: Same team, like say, like the exact same lineup, or like they got the same amount of teammates, or
0: what yeah, you just gotta pick one.
1: I just gotta pick one.
0: Which one are you taking? Give me Kawhi, okay.
1: I'm taking Kawhi. I mean,
0: as are taking as, load managed Kawhi, yes,
1: okay. I'm taking Kawhi Leonard kidding me I do like Jimmy Butler a lot and I think that he's a stud all-star but there's a certain level that Jimmy doesn't live up to I do think that Jimmy's closer than maybe some people would think but he's not there if that makes sense
0: that makes plenty sense
1: another team that has kind of surprised in the east at the four spot right now sitting in eight and three the Toronto Raptors they have looked very very competitive with Pascal Siakam and Despite the saying of the name being hard, he has just shown incredible growth over the last two, three seasons, likes of which maybe the league has never really seen. Like, a guy who averages three points turned into a guy that can average 20, 23? Like... That's something that no one's really ever they seen. They gave him
0: the contract, and he's playing up to it so far, at least.
1: And guys emerging like Fred Van Vliet out of um, Wichita State. Is
0: Kyle Lowry injured now? So it's Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam's team as we speak.
1: You're forgetting about Patrick McCall. You better not disrespect Patrick like that ever again. But, yeah, you've got some fun players on this team. you got Stanley Johnson, who won four state titles um, in high school for modern day. And then you have, he also went to Arizona, played well there. I'm a big fan of him. You got Marcus Gasol. You've got a lot of the same role players. You got Serge Ibaka as well, despite the age. Norman Powell. I like, I like it. I like it. I like that um, Pascal's kind of emerged as that guy now. And I think that if Kyle Lowry can step up the game a little bit, you got guys like Stanley Johnson, Mark Gasol, they could give people some problems if they can produce and play like they did during that during that uh, finals run. I think that they can truly make a run at 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 making the Eastern Conference Finals. I'll go that far. Eastern Conference Finals potentially if they can keep it together. A team that has been struggling though.
0: You're Philadelphia
1: 76ers.
0: I mean, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I just thought the Sixers would win the conference, which they still can do. Um, really it's I mean, over. Three and a half games back. Oh, come on. It's I over. I think it's over it's for this It's really, team. yeah.
1: They, got, they have some fun players, too. Former National Player of the Year, Trey Burke, who they acquired a fun player to watch. I think that he's one of the more underrated players in the league. He's had his time in and out, but I think that when he gets to play, he shows out and he plays effectively. Get you know, Joel Embiid. You know
0: who I miss on this team? Jimmy Landry,
1: Shamit. Yes, he was a fun addition, and I think. I miss Landry. One thing I will say about this team, they are very, and I mean, and I can't express this enough, very poorly managed on this team. And Ray I Brown. will.
0: What? Okay right. so no, I'm not
1: I'm talking about the general man. I'm talking about acquiring oh. players. Oh, I thought They you don't I acquire thought talking about, like the coach. No. No. They don't acquire good players. They get rid of all their shooters. They got ri- they couldn't re-sign JJ. They couldn't re-sign Shaman. Yeah, how Schammett.
0: are they going to compete in a league that is such a that's, heavy That's That's what I'm saying.
1: Shooting. And I said this. I said this on the air. Do you listen to what I say?
0: Yes. Yes I listened to what you say.
1: So what's going on? I say they can't shoot the three ball. you go I don't care. they're going to win the con- they're gonna win the conference. this it's their conference shoots, no. what?
0: I'm kidding what <laughs> they
1: can't. they suck. It's over.
0: okay I'm gonna need you to calm down. It's
1: over. They got rid of their best player. It's over. The only guy who can shoot on this team is named Josh Richardson and Al Horford you got to be out of your damn mind if you think they're going to do anything in this conference. Oh,
0: really? Yes. If the Sixers are going to do anything in this conference, I have to be out of my mind if the Sixers are going to do anything in this conference. Compared
1: to everyone else we've talked to? Yes. All the other top four teams I'm more confident in. The Celtics I'm more confident in with Brad Stevens at the helm. And they they just have a lot of depth. They have a lot of great players. I think that they are best suited to challenge the Bucs. The Bucs we already discussed. We know Giannis is incredible the Miami Heat have Jimmy who kept the 76ers in that series because he was the only one who played consistently over that 7 game stretch you know this i know this and the, and fans, the fans know, know this yeah, thank so you. i don't want to hear any more jimmy hate from that side of the room do you that, do, I myself, do i make I myself do i make myself clear jimmy. and then the toronto raptors with pascal siakam and the depth that they have and the playoff experience that they have acquired over the last 2 years will certainly help them against this trash 76ers team And just like that, we're moving forward to the Western Conference after
0: After I say this. Okay, I'm waiting. What do we got? I'm excited. The anticipation's killing me. What What did they review? A first down.
1: Oh, that's whack. After I say this.
0: Please lay it on us. We've been waiting.
1: Sorry. The Brooklyn Nets, for lack of better words, are bad at basketball, too.
0: Well they are missing their best player. Oh, Kyrie's hurt I don't think so. Kyrie is hurt. he didn't play today. what Is he? Yes
1: Oof tough scenes.
0: And that is an Oklahoma touchdown they've cut it to eight pending an extra point.
1: Thank you. thank you. yeah exciting game in where does Baylor where does Baylor play Waco? Waco, Texas. thank you, uh, you see, this, is, this, is, this is the last connection we this have This is why here. I'm here, I'm just <laughs> here for just, the geography <laughs> You see, now you're getting it You know, we started the show a little slow But now I think we're starting to get it Now, going into the second half of the Or the last half hour of the show Now, now do you see this team being effective when Kevin Durant comes? I, I want your honest opinion here Like, are, what are they going to be able to do with KD? In
0: the East? Yes sir. afford a top 4 seed? Really? Yes. Interesting. Obviously it won't happen this season because they won't have KD, but yeah.
1: You know, I've been I've been going back and forth on this, but I think I finally decided a verdict. Kevin Please. Durant
0: is Can going we have a to Verdicts in.
1: Kevin Durant is not going to be good at basketball next season. And I say this because the Achilles injury will be too much for him. That body that he has will not be able to adapt properly. We've seen it with his foot injury that was only supposed to take three we- three months to heal. It took him about seven months to heal and he missed a large portion of that season or in the earlier 2000 or in the early 2010s. And I don't see the hype around this team. I don't understand it personally. I think that it is laughable. To think that him and Kyrie would be able to do anything like win a title, I think that it is absolutely embarrassing to say that. I think that you have no idea what you are talking about. I
0: don't think they'll win a title. I think they'll be you know go to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe. No,
1: nah, probably not. Probably not. I don't I think see it they'll working. go as
0: far as they can go with before they run into Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, the problem is the problem is they have to be able to win basketball games.
0: Oh yeah, because that's how you win a championship.
1: And I just don't see them being able oh, to really? do that,
0: Ethan. You see, you don't see Kevin Durant being able to win basketball. At games. the
1: end of the you day, watched basketball for the last ten years. At the end of the day, hold on. At the end of the day, Kyrie Irving is arguably the most toxic player in the NBA. I think that that is without question. Kevin Durant needs three All Stars to win some. Of. As far as I'm concerned. And if he doesn't need three all-stars, he needs arguably the best point guard in basketball who has averaged a triple-double the last three seasons without him. And what are they going to do when their third best option is Jared Allen? It's an interesting topic to discuss. They never had a good center in, in, in okay. Golden State. But you know what they did have? Huh. Two of the best shooters to ever play basketball. Okay. They also had a power forward who, if he played for any other team, probably averages 25-6-6 six and six in my eyes.
0: Just a fair point.
1: So I don't want to hear. And also, along with that, you had Andre Iguodala. You had Sean Livingston. You had this and that.
0: Nick, that barbecue looks really good. It does look good.
1: <laughs> Over yeah. in Waco, Texas. Yeah,
0: great work remembering. Guess what? You listen to me. I'm proud.
1: Anyways... Yeah, we're done with the Eastern Conference for now. We will revisit it. I just don't see the Brooklyn Nets as a team that can compete for a title or even like a Western Conference or an Eastern Conference final spot. Excuse me. Again, with the geography, not my strong suit. But we continue onward looking at the Western Conference. What have you thought of our show
0: sponsor, Ethan? Who's our show sponsor again? The
1: Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah.
0: Weekly walkthrough brought to you by the. Los Angeles Lakers. We Um, do talk
1: about them a lot, so just figured we might as well get it. I've been
0: impressed. I didn't think they'd start as well as they did, but they've impressed me. I think them being able to win without a very effective point guard, without Kyle Kuzma, who just got back, what, two games ago now? So basically having it really just be JaVale McGee, LeBron James, and... Uh, Anthony Davis with a little bit of Dwight Howard thrown in there. Uh, that's not really the way the league is gone with, you know, big men dominating. Like those three of those four guys that I just said are, you know, big men that dominate in the post that don't really shoot the three point ball, especially well. I mean, Anthony Davis can stretch the floor a little bit, but those other two, I'm not worried about JaVale McGee taking a three on me. But uh, well, you better get worried. Okay. Yeah. You better I'll be get worried. Yeah. <laughs> But I think their ability to win games without having that elite three-point shooting like we've seen win like be helpful to win games is, has impressed me. And I think that, you know, I didn't think they were going to, you know, win a championship this year. But so far, they're definitely on the path to doing that.
1: I couldn't agree more, I think, except for the javale Mickey comment, of course. But, yeah, this team has looked incredibly... Dominant. I predicted that the LeBron and AD size would be too much for teams, and I think that AD is without a doubt the best player that LeBron has played with during their playing years. Shack, obviously, out of his prime when they played together for the Cavs. Kyrie is not better than Anthony Davis at basketball. He's nowhere near. He's nowhere near productivity wise, and he's nowhere near talent wise. Anthony Davis. Most talented player I've ever seen go into the draft. The Since, bro. yeah, The kid's a freak. Oh, yeah. And when it comes to that, LeBron has never seen that. And when you put those two together, we knew we were going to get something special. But we, I agree did with you. you see, it wait, was, can,
0: we, can we just talk about LeBron's dunk on? who did he dunk on on the Kings? Some, some oh bad Kings Oh, my goodness player. gracious. <laughs> Yeah, to do that after playing seventeen years and get up and dunk over a dude that's just standing there. Are you kidding?
1: It makes you question who's the goat,
0: Michael Jordan. You know. Thank you.
1: Next no, question. no, wrong.
0: You are wrong. Next question.
1: Anyways, yeah. When you say that it is surprising that the Lakers have started off this hot already, is it is surprising because. LeBron teams have struggled to begin. The Miami Heat struggled when he went there. The Cavs struggled when he went there and acquired all the new pieces. And you've seen it now with the Lakers, and you assumed that it was going to be the same when they picked up Anthony Davis, but they haven't. They have played exceptionally well, with one loss being opening day. And I'm just—they have two losses. Yeah, one lost opening day, and then they had the loss a couple days ago.
0: I mean, I'm just surprised that they've done it without. You know, you always—everybody thought, you know, they needed to go out and get Kemba to win. You need to go out and get Kyrie to win. You need to go out and get that elite point guard figure, that elite guard figure to win. And they haven't needed it. You know They this, can run with Rajon Rondo and Kentavious at this point in time, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. This league right now, it's, it's, league. it's in a transition phase. Instead of going to the big three, you're going to the duo. The dynamic duos of the NBA. With... A better bench to give them the rest that they need for them to load manage effectively while winning basketball games and they will they will be able to do that now and I think that the NBA is going to see this this duo thing for quite a while because you see who the Lakers have let me just look real quick the Lakers have an incredible lineup and don't steal any of the things they've got. Giannis's brother Costas. Costas under the They've got Avery Bradley. You've got Alex Caruso, who is a very underrated let player. Me get, let me get
0: the next one. It's <laughs> oh. my dog, is Quinn Cook, who he could start at the one for this team. Honestly, I wouldn't. I would be okay with that. Excuse me. He could start at the one because Rondo's hurt right now. Yeah, maybe if
1: you're smoking crack. Anyways, right, I do enough. like the experience that Quinn Cook has had, even though they lost the game six last He's year in got the NBA. Rings. He lost in the Game 6 last year. He played pretty much that entire fourth quarter after Clay tore his ACL. And then they also have Jared Dudley, who is a nice 3 and D player. He has a very high basketball IQ, and that is why he has stayed around in the NBA for so long. They have sharpshooter Danny Green. You have Dwight Howard, who has shown incredible growth at the center position this year. He's starting to
0: look a little bit like his former self before, Eh. you know— yeah, everything that happened with him. Former
1: self, that's a stretch, but he has improved drastically over like the Rockets years, and then wherever else he went last year. I don't even remember we played for last year, and then you have Kyle Kuzma. He's on the
0: he's on the Wizards.
1: That is correct. Kyle Kuzma, who is easily the steal of that draft by far, and then you have guys like Javale McGee who can't. Play as long due to asthma, but he has shown incredible athletic ability when played around. And great talent. And just looking at this,
0: Zach Norvell is is an interesting prospect that they have too. Man, believe he came out of Gonzaga.
1: Ooh, he, he came out of, of Zaga.
0: I think he was one of those guys that came off that Gonzaga. Let's see
1: if you're right. Let's see if you're right, or you're just talking. I'm right. Yeah, you're right. Sadly, yes,
0: sir. Um, but yeah, no, he's one of those guys that can shoot the ball pretty well and, uh, can do just about anything at the guard, different guard positions, one, two, three kind of positions. So, um, and then Rondo fill in. Yeah. And then of course Rajon Rondo, who's been injured this year, but we all know exactly what Rajon Rondo can do with handling the ball and his passing skills.
1: Jalen hurts has taken the field. Down seven with eleven minutes left in the football game.
0: But yeah, no, another team that has been fun to watch in the West this year. Give me the Euro Mavs. Meh. Fun it's, to watch, yes. Not sure if they'll do anything, but they're fun to watch. With, uh, I'm
1: sure that they won't do anything.
0: With the likes of Kristaps and uh, you know, Luca, hmm. Boban. Stop it!
1: Stop Pardon. it! That's
0: just the goat right there.
1: Can you stop it? You oh, kiss your mother with that mouth. They also,
0: they also lack a good point guard here with JJ Barea eating a lot of the point guard minutes. But I mean, you got to do what you got to do.
1: I guess. Yeah, they're they're certainly an interesting team. I don't see much coming out of this team. I think that they that they 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 have depth issues. They're they don't have the they don't have the talent through one through ten to really make a difference, especially one through seven. And that will be their downfall. They have a lot of talents. They just they have a lot of skill. They just need to put together their right pieces. And then you will see you will see that talent start to develop in or you'll see the wins start to come around and you'll see a competitive Mavs team. But that's just not that's in a, f- a year or two. Cause I know that Mark Cuban and the rest of that organization is going to want to keep Luca and Kristaps around each other.
0: Oh, yeah. And I don't blame them. That's a really good duo. It's a really good young duo. And uh, they could make noise in this league in a few... I'm not sure. It's not their time yet, but they'll be there. And once again, as you said, what they need to do is assemble a little bit better of a bench, a little bit more pieces around those two, and that's when they'll start to be able to compete.
1: And we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about arguably the most interesting and maybe even intriguing teams to watch in the Western Conference. You're listening to the Weekly Walkthrough on KCOU 88.1 FM. Join me, Garrett Jones, for One of These Nights, a solo podcast-style
0: sports talk show covering the weirdest and wackiest of sports history. I take a deep dive into the old and noteworthy of Mizzou and all four major professional sports. Stick around for the second hour to unwind with the best of classic rock from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s.
2: I'm on Sunday nights recording live from 8 to 10 p.m. on KCU 88.1 FM and KCU.FM in the blue box. It's also on Spotify and Apple Music if you ever miss a show. It's One of These Nights, the perfect way to end your weekend. What does loan default mean for me? Should I file for bankruptcy? How is child support determined? Just because you think you can't afford a lawyer doesn't mean you can't get legal advice. At Missouri.freelegalanswers.org qualified citizens can get up to three legal questions a year answered by licensed Missouri lawyers who volunteer their time. Log on and answer a few questions about your income to see if you qualify. Missouri.freelegalanswers.org. Brought to you by the Missouri Bar.
1: On Sundays at 11 a.m., it's the weekly walkthrough. Join Ethan Salman and Nick Catlin as they discuss the biggest and most important sports news of the week. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM, on KCOU.FM, or find the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts by searching for The Weekly Walkthrough. Follow us on Twitter at WeeklyWalkKCOU, and be sure to tune in on Sundays at 11 a.m. for all the latest in sports. No, no wingman, that's only my AK. Yeah.
0: Last break, we got another
1: 15 15 15 or so
0: minutes of uninterrupted weekly walkthrough action for you here to close out your KCOU Sports Saturday. And uh, we're getting right back into it. And you had a little bit of news on Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers tonight.
1: Kawhi Leonard will not be playing tonight against the Suns due to, you know... And this is this I found this out through to uh, Nick Wright's Twitter ad to get Nick Wright, and he tweets that he is going to miss another game tonight. This means from October 29th until November 17th, Kawhi Leonard will have played in five games and sat in four. That is a roughly a three weeks span in which he played in five, sat in four, and the Clippers are currently seventh in the Western Conference. This is provided by Nick Wright. So. Interesting, very interesting But we already had that discussion Ethan is strongly against load management I am slightly in support of it
0: First and uh, Might be goal now for Oklahoma
1: They are driving down the field In Waco, hoping
0: God, you just want to use Waco again
1: It's kind of fun to say Hoping.
0: How do you spell Waco?
1: W-A-C-O Bang (laughs) Great work second and two
0: they're threatening
1: as the 11 yard line on Baylor's side of the field but a, a team that I think is very interesting in the Western Conference and a lot of people aren't talking about them so maybe not the most intriguing but they are certainly the most changed most interesting to watch in terms of seeing how they all mesh together has got to be the Utah Jazz this team has added Memphis Grizzlies franchise player potentially and Mike Conley. They've they've got Bojan Bogdanovich who is just a stud. And they have guys like Jeff Green, Rudy Gobert, obviously Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell, Manuel Mudiay,
0: Dante Exum who has not played now. Go ahead, sir. When you talk about deep teams this is the definition of a deep team in this NBA. And then you've got there might sh- not be anyone that has more depth than this team.
1: And then you got George Niang as well, who is from Iowa State. He's very good. He's very competitive in college, and he can provide a little spark coming off the bench. In my eyes, not necessarily going to win or lose you some games. Maybe win you some games, but not going to be a big threat to lose you a football game. And it's certainly. Oklahoma has now reached the two-yard line. And it's third
0: down. Third
1: and goal. And, you know, this this team's very interesting to watch because I see a lot of talent here. Emmanuel Moutier. I see Dante Exum. I see Mike Conley. I see Bogdanovich. I see Rudy Gobert. And I see Joe Ingles. I see all these guys. I'm I'm excited. I, I you a big excited. Jingles
0: guy? Jingles. Oh, Joe? Yeah.
1: I like Joe Ingalls. Mm-hmm. He's really
0: good. I, I enjoy his I pegged you for a big jingles guy. Nets in at Oklahoma touchdown and extra point. And we almost have a tie game. Five and a half to go. Ethan? Yes, sir.
1: I'm not gonna I don't know. I don't know if I want to say this I think I just swallowed a bug. What? Yeah. That's on me That's on me But we're gonna keep it rolling
0: What it's, kind of bug?
1: It's just a little fly It kept bothering me the whole the whole time And then I think I just like swatted it away Opened my mouth a little bit Because I was shocked that they scored Going to say something And then it just whoop. Interesting They just won't bother me anymore
0: For Sure <laughs> it happens when it flies out <laughs> Stop it <laughs> Anyways
1: What team has surprised you in a bad way, Ethan? What team has surprised you in a bad way?
0: The team, Unf- that- unfortunately, the New Orleans Pelicans thought they'd be a little bit better than three and nine. I mean, part of it three and eight, three and nine. What?
1: Three and eight.
0: I have NBA.com at three and nine.
1: I have NBA.com at three and eight. I swear. I think you just. I think it's just an eye. Nice. What? Oh, I refreshed the page. That's okay. I think you had your page refreshed.
0: Yeah, they just lost to the Heat
1: tonight. Oof, that's tough. But, yeah, the the loss of Zion has I mean, been Yeah, he, spo- he
0: was supposed to be their best player this year, but I honestly thought they'd be able to do a little bit more than what they have done with only the three wins, but, I mean.
1: A team that surprised me personally is the Portland Trailblazers, and they don't start the best, but they do finish well. That's kind of their thing, but... Wow, four and eight start the year. That's that's what I like to call tough. You know what I'm saying? It's not not something you it's want. It's
0: not s- something you normally see from Damian Lillard and company.
1: And I think it shows it shows an NBA that is that is changing in terms of this. It's uh, you know what you know what it is. You like to say this league. I like to say make or miss league. And Portland, despite. Despite going to the Western Conference Finals Despite being very competitive with the Warriors Despite it being a sweep Despite all of that This is a team that believes that they're right there To win a title potentially To compete for a title And you see all the other teams around the Western Conference Going out and getting players The Clippers got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George The Lakers went out and got anthony davis and a lot of great role players to help suit their needs you look at a team like the utah jazz and what we mentioned earlier with the amount of depth at the guard position and even at the center and forward position they have set themselves up to compete you have teams like the denver nuggets who have taken risks on guys like mpj and I and haven't seen it from Portland.
0: It's starting to pay off a little bit for the for the uh, Nuggets. The
1: only time Portland has taken the risk was with Nazir Little. And it wasn't really a risk because he just fell down to their 20th pick. And Portland has shown time and time again that they will not build anything around their players.
0: And they, they went out and got Whiteside. But then again, it's really just Hosan Whiteside. He's not anything special.
1: Yes, they lost out. They've lost out on a lot of players. They lost out on Seth Curry to the Mavs. They lost out on, like, like I'm looking at this team. We have old pal Gasol. Zach Collins is hurt. I like Zach Collins a lot. I think that the I think that he's got a lot of upside. Another
0: Gonzaga boy, right?
1: Yes. They got guys like Rodney Hood, but after that, I don't. This is Anne Fernie Simon's kid. I think that he's i think that he could potentially explode but i just don't like what i'm seeing from this organization in terms of how they're they developing
0: big men like Cantor, who would have kept them with depth
1: yes but the but i think they kept i think they got hassan whiteside because of the defense but i i see what they're doing and it's just not something that i enjoy personally because they could be doing so much more with what they're with what they have they could be doing so much more and it's, it's sad to see because I know that a guy like Damian Lillard wants to win there. CJ McCollum has defended the organization countless times, but they just simply aren't doing better than the other teams around them. And in the business world, that's going to leave you at a great disadvantage when you are when you are a company that will not change and that you believe that you can if you run it back you will find a different result and that's not something that you've seen another team that has done that the houston rockets me i was dumb in saying that chris paul coming back would maybe change it around that was stupid of me to say back then russell westbrook the addition of russell westbrook is fantastic for that team he adds another level of skill set that an aging Chris Paul did not have, and I was biased toward Chris Paul. And I believe that change in this league is very important due to the contract structures and everything else.
0: I mean, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. I think they did need to make a bigger splash. I think they needed to go out and either take a risk on someone or Oh, trade but we some- got
1: mellow. They did. We got mellow. Oh, great. That's going to be awesome. Have fun getting bounced if you even make it to the playoffs this year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're upset. (sighs) You
0: just want to see Dame win. I know.
1: I just don't understand why they can't get anyone to play there. I think that I feel like Portland's a nice city. It's beautiful there. I'd love to live there.
0: Do it. What? Do it. Move to Portland. Shut up, Eth. Sorry.
1: Anyways, my
0: bad. it's my bet. Yeah, you're good. A
1: team that has also been, you know, a little interesting to uh, see their lack of development is the King so far this year. A lot of young guys. Isn't De'Aaron Fox injured? He might be. That might be the reason. I might be overreacting again, Eth. I
0: think De'Aaron Fox is injured. I'll get a confirmation. No, for I'm,
1: you. I've already got him pulled up. Let's see if you're wrong. You probably are. I don't know. If you could find it, that'd be nice. But yeah, 4.22 left in this Oklahoma Baylor game, and Baylor has the ball. And they are, let's see how this play went.
0: De'Aaron Fox has a.
1: Not driving yet.
0: Kings De'Aaron Fox skips trips to Los Angeles. Yeah, he got hurt during practice. Ankle injury. Yes,
1: he got hurt during a practice. I do remember this now. It's all clicking back now. Yeah, serious injury for him. But they've got guys like Marvin Bagley Jr. They just brought in Trevor Reza. I who think was... Bagley's injured as well. Ooh. Knee popped. But, yeah. Yeah, they just, they just are dealing with injuries right now. They are a team that I could see sneaking into that playoff uh, spot.
0: Yeah, Bagley's four to six weeks with a fractured right thumb. De'Aaron Fox is injured, so those are their two main big playmakers. Two of play.
1: two of their big pieces gone. I can understand why they are struggling, and it is early. Despite all the things that we are saying, it is early. These teams can change. Injuries can happen, and things of that nature. Four fifteen left. It looks like we got a roughing the kicker not sure call. If it's
0: roughing or running into? <sighs> he did not hit the plant. leg. He
1: did not hit the plant leg. It looked like I feel like if the let's see what the we don't have
0: running, running into, into so it's the only kicker. five yards right. It's only
1: five yards, and we will see. And the Baylor head coach is not pleased with that. Lincoln Riley probably is static in his own head, but yes, a lot of a lot of things unfolding in this Oklahoma Baylor game, and. Certainly, certainly an interesting, uh, certainly an interesting game for the college football playoff. But we discussed that earlier. This show will be on Spotify and Apple hey, Podcasts. Go ahead, sir.
0: Pretty sure that Baylor in this football game was up twenty-eight to three.
1: Are you referencing a, Super Bowl, a little Super Bowl Fifty-One? Super Bowl 52, one of the two.
0: I'm referencing whatever you want me to be referencing. I could be referencing Michigan State and Illinois last week.
1: You could be. 28-3 is a tough lead to have. You know, I'd rather be up by three than 25. You'd rather be
0: up 3-1? Huh? Would you rather be up 3-1? Nope. Oh. No, I just get 3 one's pretty nice lead, but... So is 28-3, Ken.
1: <laughs> Both pretty nice leads. Doesn't mean you can't blow them. But I believe this has been, this has been a nice first episode of the weekly
0: walkthrough at night. We will try our best to run it back a different night.
1: Yes, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And follow the Twitter at Weekly Walk KCOU. That is at Weekly Walk KCOU. Please listen to our show on Apple Podcast and Spotify and we will have or a show morning, yeah. <laughs> or tomorrow morning on KCOU eighty point one right here, eleven AM to noon going right in I don't think I swallowed the bug. Going right into <laughs> why'd you find it again? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, now yeah. bugging me again. But eleven to eleven to noon tomorrow, Central Standard Time on KCU eighty point one. We will be on tune in and that'll about do it. Follow the Twitter at Weekly Walk KCOU and we will be back. Thank you for listening.